Money Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a special one-topic edition of Talking Real Money Daily. Because this one is based on a question I received that is such a great question that is so interesting and has so much depth that I thought I would turn it into just a one-topic podcast. This is a letter that came in from a note, you know, a contact form from TalkingRealMoney.com, the contact form. Not called in, 2855-935-TALK. You notice I slipped that phone number in. If you want to call, that's the number, 855-935-TALK. But no, this gentleman went to TalkingRealMoney.com and sent in his, in his question. And this is a question that we get occasionally. Not as much as you might think, but it does come up occasionally. Because, well, money's important. Should come up occasionally. So let's just get to the question. This comes from Utah. And the subject is fees. We believe fees are very important. Don and Tom, I really enjoy your podcasts and have them at the top of my list. Those who give you negative feedback about your banter need to lighten up. <laughs> we did get some of that. I enjoy it, and I find you guys a great listen. I was listening to a Choose Fi podcast. That's one of those fire podcasts. I added that part. The other day, where they were interviewing Rick Ferry. Rick hosts the Bogleheads podcast and has written many books on index investing. He is a trusted source of knowledge and wisdom. On the podcast and in recent interviews, he has come down a bit hard on AUM advisors. AUM stands for Assets Under Management. He used to use this model in his practice, but now does an hourly advisory service. He believes that charging 1% of assets under management is tremendously high, and one is not acting as a fiduciary by charging this high of fees. He believes 0.25% is fair. I know you charge around 1%, so I wanted to get your thoughts on his opinion. He states his claim with a very convincing argument. Also, I was interested in a recent Morningstar article that showed that investing internationally does not really provide much diversification anymore because the international markets have been in such lockstep with U.S. markets over the past many years. I would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Thanks again and keep up the great work. Let me start with the international because the other one is the long topic that I want to spend some time with. We have a real problem with perspective. And Morningstar has that problem. They tend to focus on the shorter run, a much shorter term than I would like. Let me give you some interesting examples. First, let's look back a decade or so. 2000 to 2010, it was known as the lost decade for stocks. Why? Well, because the S&P 500, which reflects the majority of the capitalization of the United States market, actually had a negative return over that entire period of time. The U.S. market basically went down, or the bulk of it, for 10 solid years. Now, over the past 10 years, the U.S. market, as measured by the S&P 500, has done incredibly well. However... When you combine the two, the two periods, the 20 years, the first part of the 21st century, it was fascinating. Up until the recent increase in stocks, since January 1, 2000, 
a uh, S&P portfolio would have actually returned less than U.S. Treasuries. Less. That's unique. That's unusual. However, if you had owned, even though they didn't do as well between 2010 and 2020, if you owned a globally diversified portfolio, half U.S., half international approximately, you would have had a substantially higher return than the S&P 500 or bonds. So to say that they move in lockstep is a little bit disingenuous. You can make an argument for almost anything, but the long-term data shows that having that diversification over long periods of time does improve your returns. I got to tell you, if you were invested in the S&P 500 between 2000 and 2010, you ended that decade disappointed. But if you had international stocks, your average annual return would have been about 7% per year. And over 20 years, a global portfolio has beaten the S&P 500. So that's a spurious argument. Now back to the other slightly disingenuous argument. Rick Ferry, and he's been making this, by the way, for a very long time. He used to have a firm called Portfolio Solutions, but he and his partner had a big falling out. I don't know over what. There were lawsuits. Rick Ferry got out of the business for a while because he had a non-compete. Now he's back with his own firm where he just charges $425 an hour for advice, which is a very fair way of doing things. But to say everybody else's way is totally wrong. Well, Rick, come on. If you really want to pick on somebody, why don't you pick on Merrill Lynch or Voya or Ameriprise or Morgan Stanley or all of these places that charge fees that can go as high as 2% per year? Now, we don't charge one. Our highest fee is nine-tenths of 1%. Quibble, but it's nine-tenths. How did we arrive at that? Because we want to give our clients the best fee we can give them and still provide the kind of service, ongoing service, lifelong service that they deserve and continue to be able to afford. And there's a cost to all this to educate everybody. We spent ages doing the math, ages. And we came up with a schedule of fees that would keep us in business and, by the way, never make us rich. You know how there are hedge fund billionaires? Well, Tom and I are going to be lucky if we, uh, you know, when, when, we're, when we retire and get out of the business to be worth a couple of million. Now, certainly that's comfortable, but it's not wealthy. It's very middle class, upper middle class wealth. Our fees are what they are because that's what they must be. There is no way. There is no way we could charge 0.25%. And Rick, Rick is again being disingenuous if he says that because his firm tried 0.25% for a while and could not afford it and had to raise their fees to four-tenths of 1%. And even then, it was a bare-bones service that they provided. They built portfolios. There wasn't a lot of planning that went into it. Now he's doing planning for $425 an hour. We've talked about that possible program, but the amount of time that we spend on average working for our clients in front and behind the scenes is a lot longer than you'd imagine. 
and our fees would be, I've done the math, they'd be very similar at, a, at an hourly rate. And there are different incentives and disincentives for either one. Think about the lawyer model. You know, they're always pushing for what? Billable hours. Maximize your billable hours. Well, what's an advisor going to do? They're going to look for every way they can to maximize their billable hours. Is there a conflict of interest potentially inherent in the AUM system? Yeah. Is there a conflict of interest potentially inherent in the hourly system? Yes. Is there a potential problem with a 0.25% model? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. Even Vanguard charges more than that because... Rick, you know, based on your experience, that that's not economically feasible. You can't make a living. You can't do it. You can't keep the lights on. You can't pay the, the rent. You can't pay your employees. And by the way, people in the financial services industry expect six-figure salaries. The competition for good people is fierce. We can't pay somebody $15 an hour and have them be a good investment advisor good wealth manager no way they've got to make decent money and we still don't pay as much as the big big firms pay our advisors do it because they love it would we be in business if we charged a quarter of one percent absolutely not would there be this podcast no way jose and again even rick ferry charged 40 basis points four tenths of one percent up to a couple of million. It's been a long time on Portfolio Solutions. And they had a minimum of about $4,000 a year. Do the math. It wasn't a great deal. It was lower than some, but were you getting the services? Hard to say. And I got to tell you now, Portfolio Solutions without Rick Ferry, what is their top fee? Right at nine-tenths of 1%. That's the number that's necessary to stay in business. The cost of regulatory work and compliance. You would not believe what it costs to maintain compliance for all the state and federal agencies that look over our shoulders. You wouldn't believe it. All of the, the software and the services we provide, the clearing services, all of the stuff. And then the biggest thing, of course, is salaries. Not just salaries, but salaries and benefits at four-tenths of 1%, at, at a quarter, out of business. At four-tenths of 1%, you would get, here's all you'd get. You'd get the portfolio that basically we give you for free on the radio. And and that's that's how we mitigate some of that too. We tell you, if you have less than a quarter of a million dollars, build the two-fund portfolio. Come to us when you need more sophisticated advice. Is it for everybody? Heck no. Is it better than commissions? In my opinion, heck yeah. Is it better than 2% per year? Absolutely. Ain't no doubt about it. In fact, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, this was an article I recently read. Um, uh, oh, it was Michael Kitsis. And he said the average advisor, the average financial advisor, spends about 12 hours per year working on their clients' accounts. So let's, let's just do that math. That's over $5,000 at 12 hours. So do you get what you pay for? Sometimes. As a matter of fact, we we go out of our way to make sure the funds we use for you are really inexpensive. And our, our total cost, mutual funds and fees, even for the smaller clients, because remember, at a million dollars, it goes down to 0.5. At 2 million, it goes down to 
0.3, so almost the 0.25. So um, you're going to get some some of what you pay for, and you have to decide what's worth it. I think 2% is way too high. I think 1% is reasonable. I think 90 basis points is very fair. I think that if we could go to 80, yeah, that'd be great, but we would have to trim something. And I'd hate to trim the radio show or the podcast or any of those things that cost us money. So that's my answer. I hope it made sense. If you all have that question or you'd like to talk about it, give us a call. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Oh, and by the way, if you want to talk with one of our advisors, here's another thing we do for everybody. We'll spend time with you. And we don't say how much. It's, you know, it could be 20 minutes, could be an hour. We will spend time with you for free, no obligation, no sales pitch, if you have something that we can solve in a single meeting. We're going to help you. If you want to be our client, of course you're going to pay for that. But it's a service that we, oh, and by the way, Vanguard believes is more than worthwhile. Vanguard has done multiple studies that show that an, a, a fee-only, a high-quality, on-your-side fee-only advisor adds up to about 3% per year to your return. So if you're paying nine-tenths and you're getting a, uh, an extra three, somehow the trade-off seems worthwhile, doesn't it? Give us a call anytime, 855-935-TALK. Set up an appointment with one of our advisors for free at TalkingRealMoney.com. We are fully operational. We're doing everything remotely and it's working really, really well. And we really appreciate you all being there and we really appreciate your questions. And I'm telling you, no matter how tough your question might be, we're going to answer them on this podcast or on our show. So send them in at talkingrealmoney.com. Call them in 24-7 at 855-935-TALK and keep listening and keep telling friends and keep spreading the word and we really appreciate you being there. Thanks so much. You're the best. I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.